Thank you for this word. Father, we ask for it to come out with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the spirit of truth. Father, set us free from our minds and our hearts, God. Let this message come so tangible, so knowledgeable, so understanding that we can be set free. Father God, set free for what the cross and the blood of Jesus has set us free to follow you in spirit and in truth, Father. Father, we just thank you that you you are you have all power and all dominion, God. You are the author and finisher of our faith, O oh God. You are amazing, God. You are all sufficient. And you are our rest. You are our truth. You are you are the bread of life. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Today's message is called Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat means the Jewish Sabbath. It means Sabbath. It means... And the definition of that is a day of religious observance and abstinence from work kept by the Jews on Friday evening until Saturday evening. And, and it says here, most Christians on Sunday. And then shalom means used in the situation, uh, the Jews parting and meaning peace. So the day of peace. And then also the day of rest. And the Sabbath is 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 the day of observance, and, and and the Shabbat means the Sabbath. So peace today for you, or something, and, and all that. So that's what that means. So this is what this message is is called. Now, because time and time again, years or something, there'll be people that stop in and pop in, and um, they think they want to add, or you know, or some have said you. There's something, there's things missing. This is, oh, we love, you know, the truth, you know. Uh, oh, you don't do pagan holidays and all this. That's so good. But but you're lacking, you know, keeping uh, the feast or do you do you keep the Sabbath? And I always say, yeah, I keep the Sabbath. But it's like, I don't keep the Sabbath in the way that the law tells me to. I keep Jesus in my heart. So, so in this um, um, meeting with somebody then, God birthed this message to where we can really set a lot of people free. I know there's Christians that are really pulling on these things and they got all over the pages, Shabbat Shalom and all this stuff. And it gets like, it just don't, I just don't get it. And then I understand there's a false grace church that totally does whatever they want and there's no, no, no compliance, anything. And they're just doing whatever they want. And they think the blood of Jesus covers everything and, and it's lasciviousness, which is also wrong. And they serve pagan, they, they, they follow pagan holidays and they do Christmas and they do uh, Easter and they do, I mean, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, they do it. And this is totally even way more wrong. But, but there's a middle and it's called righteousness. It's called Jesus. It's called the narrow way. It's called the way of peace and truth and rest. So this message is called Shabbat Shalom and it's going to set us free. To follow Jesus in the truth. Some would say, why do, why do we even have to do this? Well, I guess we do. Because some people don't understand. And then people with that get a lot of pride. They want to follow that and they want to say, well, like it's some kind of knowledge. And they follow that and they, they get this spiritual pride and think they're better than everybody or anybody. Because this attitude comes on them. Like, why aren't you doing this? Don't you want to follow the truth? And this this it's, it's comes out of pride. And... And what comes out of that is if you think you, if you say you see, but you're not really seeing, and you're really blind, you stay blind. Because if you say you see, and you don't humble yourself to see, you can't see unless you humble your heart and let God show you. So, that's what this message is going to be. And then we'll have it, and it'll be there for good. So many times in the scripture, God, and it recognized to proceed with the scripture, was the Sabbath. So in other words, every time, why so many times that in the, um, that's why this wasn't on. I was like, doesn't matter. Why so many times, oh, that's better. It's like I was trying to scream. Every time in the scriptures, they would say, on the Sabbath, Jesus was one. But he, all the other days, they just said he did this and that. But why did they always, why did Jesus always make them on the days that he, because he didn't just do something on the Sabbath, but he made them make sure you let them know that it's on the Sabbath. Because he was trying to break mindsets. He was trying to break protocol. He was trying to, to alert people to the freedom that is in following him. So, in, in, in an example, what would happen? His disciples were what? They weren't following the law when they came to Jesus. They were following him. And he was the law fulfilled. Jesus was who they began following. And now we have the Holy Spirit. So, now we follow the Holy Spirit, which is 
God in spirit here. Jesus coming in spirit with us so he can multiply himself with all of us. So, in that, we follow him still. But they were following him and they'd be like, why? They would always say, why are your disciples doing this? Jesus put the law and the word says this. And why are you, you know, you shouldn't be out the house. It's the Sabbath. You should be resting and doing what you need to do. I remember he even said that even my disciples, when the bridegroom's with them, they won't fast and pray because everything they need is right there. They didn't need to take script nor anything with them because I have everything they need. And there was a time that they he departed for a minute and they were on their own until he rose again and came back and baptized them in the Holy Spirit and, 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 and is with us now this day. So let's set some people free. So, and it is a religious spirit. And it's, it begins to be a legalistic spirit. And you can't mix grace and that together because a little leaven will leaven your whole walk. And the thing is, Jesus wants you free. Why? So you can follow Him. So you can love Him with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And you cannot be trapped up by stumbling blocks that will get in our way to actually be free to manifest the kingdom wherever we go. It's just a little parallel. So, was Yeshua breaking the rules? Was He leading His disciples to disobey the law? Was Yeshua merely making a point after a point of men's hearts and men's traditions? That's what he was doing. If the law was an observance and comes against love, it's not recognized as righteous. What's higher, love or the law? Or traditions? Love, right? We know that Yeshua says, If you love me, you obey me and keep my commandments. Right there is your peace. So we must love him and obey him. That's never been stopped, and that never will stop. That is His commandments. So, you must remember, all followed Jesus, and they were Jewish. And again, now we are grafted in. The Sabbath is mentioned 55 times, even in the New Testament. But never was it mentioned to keep it, or observe it. But in this revelation, I hope that many get set free today, and that many that hear. And there will be many that come against us, but that's okay. You keep your ordinances, you keep what you want to do, and if that makes you happy, you do it. But I'm not going to be, you're not going to put a yoke on me. Jesus said, I must set you free to follow me. So if you try to earn your righteousness, you are actually getting in the way of his righteousness. Obeying God is righteous. Salvation is not by works. Our works are works of faith and acts of obedience. There are works, but they're works of faith and obedience. So our works, as Jesus said, Fast, you fast. If Jesus says repent, you repent. If the Holy Spirit convicts you, you do it. If He tells you to do this and that. But the works aren't of, of a law, of an ordinance, because we're, we're in... It's, it, the law takes you out of relationship, and it takes you actually out of peace and rest. So let's go here where He said, Matthew 12, 1-16. Time with Jesus on the Sabbath day through the cornfields, and His disciples were hungry. And they began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. But the Pharisees saw it, and they said unto them, Behold, that is, it's funny, like they must have fallen around everywhere because every time they were just right there, right? <laughs> they were just right there. And, they, and Jesus is like, Oh, there's the Pharisees. Let's go eat so they can get mad about this so I can teach them something. So, let's, so Jesus leads them in to pick corn with, and eat with unclean hands, right? And they said, Have you not read what David did and when he was hungry? And where he there he him and he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread that was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them that were with him, but only for the priest? Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath day the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in that place there is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what that meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is even Lord on the Sabbath. So Jesus is Lord even on the Sabbath. And when, so we don't, we don't look to a day, we look to the one that created the day. And when he departed thence, he went into the synagogue. And behold, there was a certain man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? See how much that will bind you up. I can't do this, I can't do that. It's like you cannot be free to obey God. You can't be free to bring the gospel. You can't be free to heal somebody. You can't be free to go on a mission trip. What, are you going to do it in between the Sabbath? Well, I can't do anything. We're going to do it on the... Uh, we got to make sure we're back by Sunday so we can... It, 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 it's, it's such a mindset. 
Jesus came to be our rest, period. And I'm going to show you here in the Scriptures. And if you want to pick a day, like we pick Sunday, we don't try to work, and that's great. And get together and fellowship. And even the seven-day advocate, whatever they call themselves, will say that we're going to hell for, 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 for Sunday. But Jesus became our rest. He became our salvation. So who's to tell if we're in Christ, why would us doing anything to worship Him on any certain day condemn us? It's so but must not be, they must not be born again. So, in other words, let's think about it like this. And I'm going to show you Scripture too, because I didn't even, I forgot to pull that one up. It's on my desk. Go, um, it's, um, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Let's just go there real quick. Does anybody have the Bible real quick? Anyways, what it says is this. It says, just to break this thing, he said, Paul said, when I come... Take up, take up an offering now and take it on the first day when the church comes together. And he said the church. So that means it was a group of people meeting together. And he says, take up the offering on the first day so there will be no gatherings. He didn't mean us coming together when he comes. So there will be no gatherings of the offering when I come because I want to just... Um, he liked to do that kind of thing because Paul did never want it to be looking like because there was a lot of the same things that are going on now. So what he did was... He's like, take it on the first day of the week. What's the first day of the week? Sunday. I just saw that this week. Not saying it recognized anything, but is it 1 Corinthians? What does it say? Let me let me read real quick. Is that King James? Make yes. sure we're yes, thank you. All right. And Paul, let's just go to two. Grace be the peace of God and the Father. Peace of God comes peace comes from God the Father. Peace doesn't come from a day. And he says, the comfort of God, blessed are God, even the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father of the mercies, and the God of all comfort, who, yeah, you're in chapter 1, I thought you opened it, oh, I thought you were there, sorry, we're already in Ephesians, no, my God, that's a small Bible, okay, here, here you go, that's a little small, okay, okay, here we go. Oh, here it is. It was, like, it was peace. We heard peace in that. All right. Hallelujah. So he says this. Now concerning the collection of the, and the saints, I have given order to the churches, given order to the churches, even to do so, yea, upon the first day of the week. Where is that? That's Sunday. Let every one of you lay by him in store as God prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. And when I come, whomsoever shall reprove from the letter, them shall I send and bring liberty unto Jerusalem. And me also shall I go with. Anyway, you get that? See that? That little thing right there? Okay. Just wanted to throw that out there. So Jesus. So Matthew, chapter 12, he was making a point every time they said on the Sabbath. And he said this. How? And he said how they entered into the house. He says, And behold, there was a man with a withered hand. And he said unto them, What man shall be among you shall have one sheep and fall in the ditch on the Sabbath and will not lay hold of him? So he said, Well, how about one man? God leads them to go help his brother on that day. Are you not now you're not allowed to do it? Because you're you're in arrest. So basically the law will put a stumbling block for you to be led by the Spirit. You won't even be able to do the things that you're able to do because it'll trap you up. I can't do this or that. So Jesus came to set our minds free. How much better is one sheep where is it lawful and well on the Sabbath day? Then saith he the man, stretch forth thy hand. He stretched it forth and he restored it just like the other. And the Pharisees went out in the council against him that they might destroy him. See, the Pharisees went out that they might destroy the Holy Spirit. Religion wants to destroy the works of the Holy Spirit. Religion wants to is antichrist. It doesn't like the moving of the Spirit. It just likes the ordinance. It wants to judge everything. Right. And it's so dead. That's right. But when Jesus knew it, He withdrew Himself, and the great multitude that followed Him, He healed them all. And He charged them that it should not make Him known. Now let's go to Mark 2, 21-28 and see how it says it here. It says, No man soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old, and rent and made worse. And no man put new wine, so Jesus is the new wine, coming to us now, and to all the Jews that wanted Him too. 
Well, we'll see later how everything points to Jesus. And Jesus is not a ticket for us to do what I want. Grace is much more harder to live by than the law. But He gives us power and it gets us to be one. We're married to Jesus. We're married to peace. We are married to rest. If we're walking in Him. Two bottles murdered, the new wine must put it in new bottles. So when we become born again, we become the new wine. Like we become born again, so we actually become qualified to receive the new wine. It says you must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. You must be born again to enter into His rest. So it came to pass that through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, they began to eat and pluck corn. And the Pharisees said, Behold, why they do this on the Sabbath day? This is not lawful. Someone can come in here. And we're watching videos and seeing demons cast out and the Holy Spirit moving. And if they're, they're bound up and they're, all they're thinking is, I can't believe they don't keep the Sabbath. And God's like, I'm being glorified. People are being set free. People are being healed. And they're not doing pagan stuff. And they're doing everything they can. And you're going to sit there and judge somebody on a day. But that's how people, that's what these things will do. And legalism will stop the kingdom of God from advancing. Amen. And there is a righteousness, and there is a grace, and there is a peace for us to live by. And he said to them, Have you not read that David did and he was hungry? And then we go on and he talked about that again. But I like how they ended this one. Because he didn't say that in the last time. And you know that Matthew and then they, they were doing almost some of the same things that Jesus was like. Make sure all of you like this is really important. But this is what Matthew, Mark caught something very, 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 very. And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man. And Jesus died for us. The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. So if the man wants to go and plug corn, and he and, and it's his day to do whatever he wants anyway, he's saying, what are you to tell him he's got to stay in his room and not turn on the lights? Or whatever they might do. And now it's different, but it says, you know, pick a day as you That's good. If it's Monday for you, pick a day to fast and pray and try to shut out the world and really seek God's faith. That's great. But when you put that on someone and say, you got to... Friday night to Saturday evening, you, you need to be on this day and that and that. You're, you're putting a stumbling block in the way of freedom in Christ. So he says here, Jesus like, God made this day for you and now you're putting um, all this weight and all these entanglements on people to follow your... And then, well, and that's funny, where were they? Why weren't they in their house? The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Why were they walking around out there? They were supposed to be not doing nothing, right? <laughs> No, because religious spirit makes you a judge. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So if man was made for the Sabbath, then we'd be keeping it to this day. Like the way they want to. But we do keep it if we keep Christ in our heart. There, and I'm going to prove it. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also on the Sabbath. Let's go to Acts 13, 35-41. Wherefore say to another psalm, Thou shalt suffer thy holy one to see corruption. For David, he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised saw no corruption. Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that though this man is preached unto you forgiveness of sins... Now catch this verse thing. And but by him all that believe are justified by all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So Jesus justifies us. It's his righteousness that justifies us. And put it this way. If we, if we disobey him in his spirit, we're going to be in the land of not. We're, if we become rebellious, he's going to chasten us. He's gonna, we're not going to have peace. We're not going to have joy. He's going to turn us over to the devil. But he'll do it. So it's hold on to Jesus. And every day can be Saturday. Jesus is completion. He's seventh, right? He comes back when the seventh trump is blown. And I'm going to blow your mind because I'm going to show you some more things. And people later are going to hear, say, oh, I knew all that, I knew that. Fine. But you know what? Then don't put any yoke on somebody else. And what, why are you, why do you make such a, you know, and even, you know, the Jewish language, all that, it doesn't matter. So, but because we will go back and forth here. And, you know, whether, whether, whether it's the way you say your name, it's what, what, what it means in your heart. Are you talking about the resurrected Son of Man? Are you talking about the one that died on the cross and, and He's called the door? He's called the Rose of Sharon? He's called the Lily in the Valley? He, he, he's called, there's so many more. He's called, um, what other ones? Alpha and Omega. 
the Alpha and the Omega, the way, the truth, the life, the great shepherd. So if you crawled up, shepherd, save me, and he knows you know the one you're talking about, you get saved. He's the truth. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of the prophets. Behold, you despise his wonder, you despise and wonder and perish. And I work a work in your day, a work which you shall no wise believe, that though no man declare it unto you, who and what becomes our Shabbat Shalom? It's Yeshua. And I'm going to keep showing you. So we become, right? It says, Father and Mother. So we are the bride of Christ. So we leave this world and we leave and we cling to our to Jesus, right? And we come in communion with Him. So He is rest. So we're married to peace and rest. Unless we sin or we disobey Him, that's when we can lose our, lose our way. And we lose, doesn't... So there is consequences for not keeping Jesus in our life as number one. But it's not under the law. It's under obedience and disobedience. Because He might tell you something on Friday to do something different than your brother or sister. And that one might be keeping the rest because he's obeying Jesus. And your other brother and sister might be losing his peace even on Saturday because he didn't obey Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 Here he says this. Now let's see it again. Come unto me. Who is who's talking right now? Yeshua. All that labor earn heavy burnt laden. And he was talking to all them under the law. And now he's talking to all those that are under sin and under the bondage of Satan. Same thing. Bondage of the law and religion or bondage of sin. Jesus didn't come to put us back under the bondage of, of the law. He came to set us free and to establish righteousness in our hearts that He fulfilled the law and if we stay in Him, we can also. Now if we get out of Him, then the law will come. But if we're in Him and a repentant heart, we are in Christ. And are we not seated with Him in heavenly places? Yes. So then, if we're in Him, then we get every benefit that He died. Covenant means I have peace because He has peace. I have rest because He is my rest. And I'm going to show it to you still. So come unto me, you who are laboring and working for your salvation. I will give you rest. He said, I will give you rest. He didn't say you have to pray for rest on a certain day. Take up your yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek, lowly of heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Right there he said, I am your rest. There it is, out of his own mouth, okay? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because he said to the Pharisees and Sadducees, you put a yoke on them that you yourself don't even carry. You can put burdens on them, but you don't even follow them yourself. And he called them hypocrites. And we have people in the church right now that are being hypocrites because they're not perfect either because there's no way to do it. And Jesus is not going to give them the grace to do something that he set them free from. Now let's read Isaiah here. Isaiah 9, 2-7. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, unto them had the light shine. Now thou hast multitude of the nations, and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, and the staff off of his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor as the day of the Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, and the garments rolled in blood. But his, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto a child is born, Yeshua. Mm -hmm. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, and the Everlasting Father. And here's another, those are some more names. The Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and here's this one, the Prince of Peace. He is our peace. And remember also, he says, I don't come to give you peace that the world gives you, but I'm giving you peace in, inside. But we lose our peace when we lose our relationship with Him. When we, when we break off from the vine that gives us the fruits of the Spirit, that's and one of them is joy, and one of them is peace. It's, uh, you abide in me, and I abide in me, and my words abide in you, and you will have peace. So, why is all this going on? Well, I guess people are not, I don't know. 
But let's let's just take care of it today with the Word of God, because I got all these more pages to prove more. A con- not one scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. But without, without the spirit of wisdom and revelation, your knowledge mind, you want all, and you worship knowledge and your religious, you'll never see it. But unless you see it, you need to believe it by faith, and then he'll see it. You need to be meek and humble like him and repent and ask him to help you see. Because you become an enemy of the cross. Seven is, is rest, it's completion. Our rest is not a day, it's, it's Jesus. Jesus is complete. There's seven churches, but one. And there's seven means completion. There's, he comes back on the seventh trump. Seven is the day that God rested from his works. Jesus became the rest for us. Seven is completion. Let's go to Hebrews 4 and see how, what Paul talks about. And Paul knew all the law like anybody. He was a Pharisee. Let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us enter. Let us fear lest a promise being left of entering into his rest. Entering into whose rest? Yeshua. Any of you should seem to come short of it. How do you come short of it? Well, trying to ha- uh, keep a day or keep an, uh, ha- uh, one law and then thinking, you know what he said? A little leaven leavens a whole lump. Paul said, what are you going to put? If he said you keep one, you got to keep it all. So you keep Jesus and he fulfilled the law. Not, not, not fulfill the law that we can do whatever we want. He fulfilled the law means in him we are justified by faith. And in him we have our being and in him we move. So once we become one with Him and He becomes one with us, the increase becomes and He uh, he increases and we decrease. And the more we decrease, the more peace we have. Mm-hmm. Even when there's not peace out there. Because mm-hmm. our peace is not out there like the world wants to give you, like the Antichrist will promise, but the peace is in here. So even religion is the spirit of Antichrist because yeah. they always want to do something on the outside. And man always looks on the outside. Religion always looks on the outside. Yeah. They want to look, well, what do you do in this church? Do you keep the Sabbath? Do you do this? It's like, no, we have Jesus. We're trying to know Him and the power of His resurrection. And we want to become one with Him. That's our mission. And we want to show other people the great salvation that He did, that they don't have to go to hell. And we want to present the living bread, not ordinance and religion to someone, because there's enough places that do that. But there's only one that sets you free. So He says, therefore, that comes short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well unto them. But the word was preached not, not for profit then, not being mixed with faith, and heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. We that believe in Yeshua enter into rest once we become born again. Now, you might not feel rest, but you might say, Hey, well then I've been disconnected from my source. If Jesus is a source of joy, peace, and rest, then if you're lacking that, then either God's trying to do something in your life and you're going through the fire, or He could He leads us to things too, but ultimately He He is but or you're doing you're sinning or doing something wrong. Then you need to what? Repent and find rest. Do you wait for Friday night to repent and then have a nice one day and then go back to living your life on your own? No. For we which believe do enter to his rest. As he said and has sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spoke a certain place of the seventh day on the wise. And God did rest on, here it is, rest on the seventh day from his works. How about rest in all seven days in Christ, no matter what you do? Jesus. Seeing therefore remain that some must enter there, and that they whom that first preached entered not because of unbelief. So they didn't get saved because they didn't really believe. Again, he limited a certain day, saying, In David, today, after a long time, as it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart, for if Yeshua had given them rest, then would he not after have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God. A rest, not a day of rest. A rest. That's right. Praise God. This is great news. This is freedom. Freedom to obey Him and, 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 and follow Him and, and not be bound up. 
For he that entered into his rest, he says, and there remaineth the rest for the people of God. For he that entered to his rest, he also ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Wow. That's where we get, we don't, we, when we, we, we uh, salvation is not by works, but by grace. Now the works are obeying him, and, 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 and we, there is like, um, work out your own salvation it means you got to work your butt off to stay abided in Him because the devil's going to try to cut you off anytime he can. And there's works and praying and fasting. You just, it's not an automatic thing. So work out your salvation means stay connected to the vine. Yeah. And those are, the, those are the works of faith. Because if you believe Him, you follow Him. You follow peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. So the Word of God is a quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing and dividing the soul and the spirit. And the joints in the marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Then some always say to me, Oh, you can't tell. You just... Somebody tried... You know, the witchcraft tries to come all the time. Oh, you just saw my facial expressions. So they always try... Religion always try to kill the, the gift of God in you and, and try to make you double cry. Oh, yeah, that was because when, when God is revealing that the Word of God is discerning in, in the heart. But they, they have the letter, but you have the Spirit with the Word, which is... The, the Spirit is the sword. The word, the, the 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 word without the spirit is it's 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 not a double edged sword. It, it, Jesus is the spirit, so Paul said it's it's dead. So it really doesn't have it, it cuts, but it doesn't cut apart. It just hurts. It kills. It murders. So it, it, you need the spirit to really be cut away and be free. Neither to there be any creature that manifests in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him whom. We have to do. And I'm telling you, there's people out there prowling and getting people entrapped in these, in the, in these ordinances and these different doctrines. Seeing then that there have a great high priest that has passed through the heavens, and Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with our feelings and our affirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, and we obtain mercy, and we find peace. We find rest. We find in our times of need, because it's Jesus. We find Him when we humble ourselves. Let's go to Matthew 22, 32-46. I am the God of Abraham. I'm going to do a lot of scripture, but that's what I'm trying to go. Today's going to be a lot of foundation with the scriptures, and I'm going to add in. God of Isaac and Jacob and the God of the, is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. The Spirit's the only thing that brings us life. And the multitude heard, and they were astonished at his doctrine. But when the Pharisees heard, they had put the Sadducees to silence, and they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, what is the great commandment of the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. That's the commandment. Because if not, you won't have rest. This is the first and great commandment. The second is this. To love thy neighbor as thyself. And these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. That means everything the prophet said and all the law of Moses hang these two things. So Jesus says, if you abide in me, you will fulfill everything that I fulfill in me. Because I am your righteousness. I am your peace and I am your joy. If you abide in me and I abide in you, and my word abides in you, you will bear fruit. And fruit that will remain. That's the word of God. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What you think of Christ? Who is the son he? They say unto him, Thou son of David. And he said unto them, How then does David the Spirit call him Lord? Saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit there on my right hand, till I make thy enemies thy footstool. And if David call him Lord, how is he his son? David said, Lord, but he's talking to you. And then Jesus said, How is he his son? And no man was able to answer a word. Neither does any man from the day forth ask any questions. So someone might come to me and want to try to... Do we have time for that? When you know somebody doesn't want to really... Is, been, is bound... Is, is, this is how it is and judging everybody. That's what Satan does. He comes to deceive us. Anyone that takes the bread of life away from us and gets us a stale cracker of religion is no friend of mine. We need to be kind, affectionate, and love. But if someone's on uh, on a bewildered assignment, it's already knows everything you have. Because once you once you exalt yourself above the Word of God, or above the Spirit of the Living God, and above the truth, then you're a free game for Satan to deceive your mind. 
So that's why the enemy wants to hurt so many people to leave churches, to despise and become, go on their own and, and try to seek God without having community. Nobody will make it unless God has ordained them to be on their own. That's the whole thing about it. We need one another. And I see so many people falling from grace. And, and there was whole churches in the Bible that fell from grace. And people would say, you, everyone that knows us knows that we're not about this uh, uh, sloppy grace. We're totally about the Word of God. People call us legalists all the time. I'm more called elite now. Then over there, I'm, called, I'm just like, man, the people on the left call me that and the other ones. I mean, I must be good because then I'm, I'm bothering both of them. <laughs> Think about it. The legalists are saying that I'm all about grace because I'm in truth. The grace people say I'm preaching the law and I'm like in the middle all confused. I'm just following you, Jesus. Yeah. And I want everyone to follow His ways. Not my ways, Jesus' ways. How do we love Him? By obeying Him. Abiding in Him and keeping is keeping the Sabbath. Led by the Spirit of God. The Scriptures are clear. We are to be led by the Spirit, not the law. Don't forget that there's no way to walk in the Spirit unless we're in Christ. So if we're in sin, we better know that the law can come upon us. So, when we walk in the Spirit, we don't do pagan holidays. We don't do... See, that's what False Grace Church... To do all the things that the Bible is setting us apart from. The world is the world. They're still not the world, but they're still not under the law. We're under freedom. So, they, it's like, you're like, you, you know, it's funny, just that Jesus couldn't please nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so, people get, so well, let's please this, or I'm going to go to that camp, and I'm going to dry up and become legalistic, or I'm going to go to this camp, and I'm going to become a sinner eventually, and I'm going to be deceived by the devil. I'm going to come on here, and I'm going to be no good for the kingdom of God, because I'm going to become judgmental, critical, and have no, 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 no real peace because I've created some peace in a day and I'm not even in, in, in obedience to Christ and the fruits of love start to diminish. So we don't do all that, all the things that are in the Bible. We're, we're, we're contending to leave them behind. Birthday, the whole thing, really have no time because they're a waste of time us because really they were created by the world and things were created by Constantine and, and people aren't growing that. But the more you come one with truth and rest in peace, you'll find no need for them anymore yourself. But if you're so bound to them, then you're really bound to a, a, a false kind of church. So, yeah, we're, we're separating. Our, the, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God separates us from the world. But we're not going to go back into the law. So, like, I just, just, they get mad, you know. It's like, but can't please anybody. Jesus had just a few. So again, our rest and peace is in Yeshua, not in a day, but in the Spirit. Romans 14, 11-20 says this, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess God. So then everyone of us shall give account himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. So if someone comes here with a doctrine that I didn't learn from the Holy Spirit, that's a stumbling block. I know and I'm persuaded that the Lord Jesus, that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteem anything to be unclean, let it be unclean to him. But if thy brother be grieved with meat, no, walketh thou not charitably, destroy not him with the meat, for whom Christ died. Let not, let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Not on Saturday only. It's in the Holy Ghost. Is our joy and peace. And a lot of people haven't even tapped into the Holy Ghost. For he, and you know Satan wants to stop that because if you're in the Holy Ghost, that's where more, that's where stuff happens. That's where the Spirit moves. That's where people get delivered. That's where the glory manifests. That's where freedom comes. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the living God is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of Yeshua is, that's where we rest. For that, these things serve Christ is acceptable to God and approved unto men. Let therefore follow after the things which make for peace. And the things where we may edify one another. For meat destroy not the work of God. 
all things indeed are pure. So he's saying, don't be religious, like don't eat this, don't eat that. If God's giving you, be free, but obey Him. It's not what you eat that, but if you become and start eating a lot of bad stuff, and He tells you, hey, get it together, and you can do that, then you, because God told you, not some man told you what to eat. Don't ever give any boundaries of what God will tell you to do or not to do. We're not saying we live on uh, lasciviously, do whatever we want. God forbid. But we want to live in Him. For the meat destroy the work of God. No, indeed, it's for and eateth with offense. If it's good neither to eat flesh or drink wine, nor anything whereby it's a stumbling block to your brother, don't do it. For it is made weak. Has thou faith? Has it to thyself before God? Happy is he that condemneth not himself in this thing which he's allowed. So what more? You come here and say, we can't eat or eat that on that day. Thou doubteth and is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whosoever is not of faith is sin. Whatever we do not of faith to God is sin. Unbelief is sin. They were sinners because they said there's giants in the land and God's not big enough to take them out. So we're not going to go and find rest in there. But the two guys that had faith said, I can go there and God will take me. And that's where your rest is. Jesus is there in the promised land. He didn't say he's not going to help you take out the enemies. He didn't say, he just said, go. He said, eat me. I am, I am rest. Eat me. Eat, drink my blood. Eat my flesh. And you'll find life in you. There's no life without peace and rest and joy. That's just torment. Eat the bread of sincerity and truth. Walking in the Spirit is fulfilling the Sabbath. Galatians 3. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? He didn't say that you should not obey the law. The truth. Therefore whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evenly set forth and crucified among you. This only would I learn of you received by the Spirit. By the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? You have begun in the Spirit. So you began with Jesus, free, and now you met some seven-day advocate or somebody that uh, says you got to keep the Sabbath, and another person says you can't eat this, and you can't eat that, and all of a sudden, man, when you first looked, Jesus is like, I'm free, had the most joy in the world, until you went to that, that uh, or, or met that guy on Facebook that's putting you uh, entrapped in, in their doctrine of, of half, half law and half grace. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, receiving nothing from the Lord. Double-minded man is unstable. means you don't know if you're going to the left or the right. You don't know where you are. Unstable. Stable. We need to be... In, in, when we're in Christ, we're, in, we're rooted and grounded in Him. We're, we're like oaks of righteousness. There's a storm coming, but man, your roots, you're stable. No matter what happens around you... But if you're halfway, it's like, that's why people go to this and that. And I have that thing written on Facebook that says, uh, if you want this. Yeah, if you want to you wanna become a, a Gentile, becomes a Jew, it's not even biblical. What is wrong with you? Jesus never said convert and, and follow this. He, when He came after Him, He says, follow me. Paul said, I am a believer. I'm not a Messianic Jew. Even Jews don't even have to be Jewish anymore. They can be free. The truth will set us free. So many people are going to get mad at me. Good. But hopefully you get free. But your pride is why you're mad. Because what are you going to tell all your followers? What are you going to tell them now? What are, you going to, what are you going to tell God on Judgment Day when you got everyone bound up and they never could get a real relationship with Jesus Christ because of you? He said, We have learned and received by the spirit of works of the law or the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, that you're made perfect in the flesh? You began free, now you're in bondage because of taste not, touch not, do not, and have not. And the Holy Spirit never said nothing. He, therefore, that ministered to you in spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth it by the works of the law or the hearing of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith doesn't come by the law. Even Abraham believed God and was counted him for righteousness. There was no law when Abraham lived. Moses made the law. Now, therefore, they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. The same as children. In other words, Abraham was righteous because he believed God. Now, we are also righteous because we believe God. <laughs> and the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, us, through faith. Preach before the gospel unto... It's not just faith, and then we go in back into the law. Let me have faith, believe in Jesus, now I'll go back in the law, because now I, oh, my eyes are open, and now I know, oh, i got to do this and do that. My God, love fulfills it all, because love you won't steal. 
you won't do this. If you love God, you won't disconnect from His rest. It's all about Him. So then, they be of faith are blessed with the faithful Abraham. And it says this scripture, foreseeing that God justified and preached before the gospel to Abraham, saying, In these all the nations shall be blessed. For as many of them the works of the law are under the curse. But if it is written, Curses everyone that continueth, not in the things which are written in the book of the law, to do them. But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. The law can't justify us anymore, especially now that... And no one could do it in any way before, so no one was justified. And they still had to receive His grace. But it was faith in Him. It's evident for they the just shall live by faith, not by do's and don'ts. But when you're in faith, you're not going to do what you don't want to do, and He'll give you power to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of your testimony. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us that is written, Curses everyone that hangs on a tree. And blessed, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Here we receive them. For the promise was through the Spirit, through faith. Brother, and I speak after the manner of man, though a man's covenant, yet it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth unto, now to Abraham. And I am so against the false grace church that thinks they can do whatever they want. Their justice deceit, or even more. Than, than the others. I'm just talking about submitting to the power of the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit be- makes us become the sons of God. It's the power, His Spirit working in us to become followers of righteousness. It's not our own righteousness or our own works that make us righteous. It's, it's yielding to the one that is righteous. And this I say, the covenant is confirmed before that 430 years after it cannot be disnulled. And the promise of no effect. For the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of the promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore, serveth the law, question, it thou was because of transgressions, till he should come to whom its promise was made. And it was ordained by the angels in the hand of the mediator. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God promises freedom, then he puts us back under the law. God forbid For if there had been a law given, which was given with life, verily righteousness should have been given by the law. But it wasn't. But the scripture, God gave us righteousness by His Son, by the blood of Jesus. By the scriptures had concluded under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law. Shut up up unto faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Christ. Wherefore the law was a schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, not unto another ha- uh, couple ordinances. Well, let's just keep the Sabbath because it's one of the Ten Commandments. But Jesus said, if you love God, you fill all the commandments. <laughs> and these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. Love. And there's no way to love without staying connected to the, to the source of love. So then you'll be on it. So it's, He'll keep you in that under a repentive heart. Wherefore the law was a schoolmaster. That we might be justified by faith and redeemed by the blood. I'll add that in. But after the faith has come, there's no longer under a schoolmaster. For we are the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. For many of you have been baptized in Christ, have put on Christ, put on peace, put on joy, put on rest. Now watch it. There is nor neither Jew nor Greek nor bond nor free nor male nor female for all one in Christ. We're all in rest. If we're in Christ. For if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Galatians 5. Next one. Stand therefore in the liberty which Christ has made you free. And don't be entangled to the yoke of the law or the bondages thereof anymore. Behold, I, Paul, that ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again that every man that is circumcised, that he is a debtor unto the whole law. Christ has become... Of no effect unto you. Whatsoever you are justified by the law, you have fallen for that. In other words, if I have to keep the Sabbath and I, if I don't keep Friday night in the way that whoever this doctrine is, I don't even know who they are or what, I waste my time. But according to what they say, then I'm not in, in, in right, righteousness. I'm not justified. No, I'm justified in Christ. You have fallen from grace. For the Spirit, wait and hope. Righteousness by faith. For if Jesus Christ neither circumcision avail anything nor uncircumcision by faith, which worketh by love. You did run well. Who did hinder you? Oh, the Seventh-day Adventist church. Um, no, that other guy that popped in here. Oh, sorry. No hindrance gone. You know, who did hinder you? Right? Who's hindering? Don't let anyone hinder you in your freedom in Christ. Now, it didn't say 
for you to do whatever you want. There's Read the book of Jude. You, you turn grace into lasciviousness, you can end up in hell. Don't think you can do whatever you want either. They preach that garbage too. That's another doctrine of devils. I have confidence in you through the Lord that you, it says this, who persuaded you cometh not from him that calls you. So whoever's doing this is not from God, it's from some demon of indoctrination. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little law leavens the whole freedom in Christ. <laughs> one little ordinance can be one little fox that spoils your whole vine. Gets you in disobedience, actually, to the Spirit moving in you and around you. I have confidence, though, in you. That you be another otherwise minded, but you that troubleth you shall bear his own judgment. Whosoever he shall be. See, right there he's talking about people trying to put you under the law. If I, brother, be yet preach circumcision, why yet do I suffer persecution? Then an offense is the offense of the cross ceased. If I would, we even, they cut off, cut them off that trouble you. For, brethren, you have been called unto liberty, unto freedom, unto the liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But by the love, serve one another. For the law is fulfilled in one word. Here it is again. Love God with, and love your neighbor as thyself. He's, he's, he's taking that up again. Paul, even what Jesus said. He said it again. He said the same thing Jesus said. And he was... He knew the law like anybody else. We're not coming against. Uh, we're coming against bondage. For the law was fulfilled in one word, even this: Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if thou bite and devour one another, take heed lest you be consumed one of another. That's why all the divisions is the, because the people aren't free. Religion divides. I say this: Walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit, and you fulfill the law. Period. Walk in the Spirit and you're in, the, and you're in rest. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another. So you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are, and we know all them, adulteries, hatred, witchcraft, emulations, strife, seditions, heresies, means doctrines that bring the law back into the church. Envians, murders, murders a religious spirit, not hating your brother. Drunkness, revelings, fightings, which I tell you before, I have also told you in times past. They which do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And what is the kingdom of God? In the kingdom of God is joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Ghost? Yeshua. If you put it all together, man, it's like the Bible has, it's not just, it's not just one witness. It's the witness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. And the Son is the Word. Right. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, and temperance. Against there is no law. And I say, as Christ crucified the flesh with His affections and lust, if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Walking in the Spirit is walking in Christ. Walking in the Spirit is walking in, in love. Walking in the Spirit is walking in, is abiding in His rest and His joy and peace. Colossians 2. I'm just putting a lot in the foot. Hey, I'm getting, I'm almost done. Unbelievable. For you not knowing, I went through 13 pages already and I only got a few more. I got to slow down. Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's like, well, I was just kidding. Colossians, because I usually preach, I thought this was going to be real long. I usually preach long. It was just a joke. I don't need to preach long. Colossians 2. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have in you for them of Lacedonia. And for as many as I've seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love. Unto all riches and full assurance of the understanding and acknowledgement of the mystery of God, the Father, and of Christ. And what did Paul say? The great mystery is, a, uh, is not concerning uh, the flesh. Is, is we leave the world and the two shall become one. It's the mystery of God. Us becoming one with rest and peace and joy. In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom. That our hearts be comforted, knit together in love, unto the full riches of the insurance of the understanding and acknowledgement of the mystery of God, the Father, and of Christ. All the treasures of heaven and wisdom are. This I say, lest any man, any man, 
or woman should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and all steadfastness in your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ the Lord, walk yea in Him, be rooted and built in Him, and rest in peace and joy. Amen. And established in faith, not established in the Sabbath or the ordinances. And, well, Jesus is the Sabbath, so take that. As have been taught, abounding therefore with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man or woman spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men and the rudiments of the world, like pagan holidays and all these different things, and not after Christ. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead, and you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principalities and powers, in whom you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of sin of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Him in baptism, where also were risen with Him through faith and the operation of God, who has raised Him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins unto uncircumcision of your flesh, has quickened together with Him, having forgiven your trespasses. He becomes our trespass offering. Blotting out the handwritten handwritings of ordinances that were against you, which was contrary and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Ordinances against you, nailing it to the cross. The law, nailing it to the cross with Him. And having spoiled principalities and powers, have made a show of them and triumphantly openly over them. Let no man judge you in meat or drink or respect of a holy day. He said, let no man judge you of a holy day. Why aren't you keeping the feast, brother? Well, Jesus is my feast. I keep Him every day. Why aren't you keeping this or that? Because Jesus is that. That's their liberty if you've got to keep your mind so focused on all that. You cannot really focus on Him. Let no man judge you on meat, on drink, in respect, on honoring of a holy day, or a new moon, or of Sabbath day. What interpreter says, judge you that you don't keep the Sabbath day, and God will judge you if you don't keep Jesus. But he, He's the judge. Which is a shadow of things that's here to come. But the body is of Christ. Your Sabbath is Jesus. Your rest is the body of Christ. Eat my flesh, drink my blood, and you'll have righteousness, peace, and joy. Let no man beguile you. Your reward is a volunteer humility and worshiping of angels intruding unto the things that they have not seen. Vainly puffed up in their own fleshly mind. People want to get all knowledge and get you all confused and then all this just... Paul said, I choose, he knew all that. He's like, that, that stuff can get me all messed up. I choose to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. And the power of His resurrection is what I want to know. Amen. The power of Him casting out demons. The power of Him raising the dead. The power of Him uh, saving people and turning from death to life and seeing people change. Not worrying about what day of the week they're doing what they're doing. And holding the head is from the body. Oh, Jesus, the head. Holding, connecting. You're the part of the body of Christ. You better hold on to that head, which is Jesus. Which all the body, the joints, and the bands, how nourishing come from ministering and knit together increases with the increases of God. He feeds the body. Wherefore you are dead, which are dead from the rudiments of the world. Why, as though living in the world, you should be subject to the ordinances thereof. Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish at its using, after the commandments and the doctrines of man. Because after Jesus and His salvation, and anyone tries to bring something that doesn't keep you in the freedom of, in your relationship with Christ, is a doctrine of man or the devil. And they're all very prideful. Oh, Shabbat Shabbat. It's like, come on, what is this? And they, you go see, man, there's a whole network of it. And it's like, it's so sad. Because it's like, their whole focus is all that stuff and people are going to hell. And their whole focus is to go watch your Israel. And then they, they, it's like, they, they search all over the internet to find one proselyte and make them worse than the devil than they are themselves. <laughs> Which things have a show of the wisdom and will worship in humility and neglecting of the body, the body of Christ. We, neglecting one another. 
the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. So there's seven feasts, but it's all Jesus. We feast on Him. He said, I am, this is my body. I am the bread of life that come from heaven. He is. So let's just go over them really fast for, the, for, the, for those that are um, get into all that stuff. There's the feast of the Passover. Who's that? Jesus. In Leviticus 25, on the full moon, he, he, he became our Passover lamb. So that's it. He's, we, he's that feast. Passover is a feast it is of salvation of sin. Jesus is. He's, his blood's over us. So we drink His blood. We're the house of God now. So we keep Him. We're fulfilling that feast. So we're keeping the feast if we keep Jesus. Then the feast of unleavened bread. Well, Jesus is the bread from heaven that had no sin. He said, eat my flesh, drink my blood, or you'll have no life and peace and joy in you. So if we keep feasting on Jesus, we're keeping the feast of the unleavened bread too. The third feast, the feast of the first fruits. Jesus said, I am the first fruit of many brothers. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you have fruit and fruit that remains. He is the first seed. He said, I pluck out the, uncor- the corruptible seed and I put in the seed of life, corruptible seed. If you keep me, I am the first fruits of many brethren. He is, the, he is our, our, our feast of first fruits. Keep Jesus first. Love God. Keep, uh, he said this in, in Matthew. So he says, um, Joy, uh, seek the kingdom first. Jesus is the King, and it's righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God first. Amen. So then you keep the first fruits. The feast of the Pentecost. Well, He, the Holy Spirit came, and you obey the Holy Spirit, and you abide in Him, and you have the baptism of the Spirit, you're keeping the feast of the Pentecost every day. All these things were to show you what we have now, but people still want to go back. It's okay to learn all those and get more in relationship with God. I'm not saying you don't have to do that. I'm not coming against you learning this stuff because many of this stuff prove that we are in the truth. The, the, the next one is, and, and, and then we know that the, 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 and it's the, the Feast of the Trumpets. Well, Jesus is, is, He comes on the seventh trumpet and He has a great shout. He says, King of kings and Lord of lords. So we keep, we keep Him, we remain on that. And that's in Leviticus 23. It's also in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52. Matthew 24 talks about Him. He comes with a loud shout. And then we have the Feast of the Atonement. Jesus is our atonement. It says, not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by His blood, He enters in one time, puts His blood on there, and we all are in Christ. So God blots out our sins and our transgression. He is our atonement. So we keep Jesus, we're clean. It's the blood that gives us power. It's the blood of Jesus that set us free. And then we have the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, Jesus is my tabernacle. He said, anyone in Christ is a new creation. He said, abide in me and I abide in you and my word abides in you, you will. And he says, and he says that he's, he's, he's our, he says, hide yourself in the cleft of the rock. He's the rock. So he's your tabernacle. You keep him, you're keeping the Feast of the Tabernacles. Amen. And that was all seven of them. If I, did I miss one? Jesus. So, Jesus is our rest. Keep Him. Keep it simple. But don't use His grace in vain. Stop celebrating pagan stuff. Stop sinning. Because He's given us the, the power over sin. He's given us the power to tread on scorpions and serpents. And if we drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm us. He's our healer. He's the living bread. He's the healing oil. The Holy Spirit is that oil. He is everything. If we keep Him, we fulfill the law. We fulfill righteousness because He is our righteousness. If we if we put on Christ and make no provisions for the flesh, we will abide in peace. And peace will abide in us. And we will have fruit and fruit that remains. This is the promise. This is our call. And this is why God is bringing us out. He says, come out from among them. Touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you to myself. And eat my bread, the sincerity and truth. Eat it with sincerity and truth. Eat me, even the guts. Eat all of me. From the head to the toe, eat Him. Because He is the fulfillment of all righteousness. And in Him, we have life. And in Him, we live and breathe and move. Father, we thank You for everyone can stand up. And in Him, we have peace. In Him is His presence. In His presence, fear goes. Perfect love casts out fear. Fear brings torment. Perfect love brings peace. And that's our Sabbath, is Jesus. And right now, Father, we thank You 
that we're fulfilling the Sabbath. Oh, thank You, God, that no matter what man tries to say or put on us, we fulfill the Sabbath because we rest in You, God, in the Spirit of the living God. You are our Sabbath, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all the rest of the time of life. Because You are the Kingdom of God. You say, we are the, the Kingdom of God is in me, and it's at hand. I am here. The Kingdom of God, Jesus said. And all you who are thirsty, come to me. He said, all you that are hungry, come to me. And all you that are heavy laden and burdened, Come to me and I will give you rest. He didn't say, I'll give you a day that you can rest. I will give you rest because I am rest. And I am the peace. I am the Prince of Peace. I will give you a Shabbat Shabbat Shalom one day. I am that day. Every day. Be set free by the Word and the power of God. Father, we thank You. That your blood has all power. That we're becoming one with you, God. And we're going to shake the nations, God. And many will come to the light of the salvation of the living God. And they will turn from their wicked ways. And they will hold on to the heavenly regard. And they will follow you, Holy Spirit. They will follow you, Holy Spirit. Not religion. Not half-truth, but the truth that brings life. Father, we seal your word by the blood of Jesus today. And we thank you for it. Shabbat. You are a Shabbat Shalom. Every day. Hallelujah. We are complete only in you, Jesus. Only in you. Put on in my presence. In my presence there is peace. In his presence there is joy. In his presence demons flee. It's in His presence that we have all sufficiency. Amen.